We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for September 7th, 2014. Today's study is pretty much going to be dedicated to looking at all of the things that have been occurring lately regarding the open borders and how that relates to ISIS and the threat that America, really in the whole world, is under to a certain extent where Islam is present to any kind of degree. Uh, this is tons and tons and tons of news have come out about this since I last talked about this subject. I talked a lot about ISIS, I talked a lot about the unsecured border. Um, and the also illegal immigration. We're going to be talking a lot about that as well. And this is going to kind of combine all of the most current information I have together on that subject. The first report is entitled, ISIS Sleeper Cells in America Being Ready to Carry Out Terrorist Plot. The CIA-sponsored ISIS is providing the reasons for a, quote, justified incursion into Syria in order to stop ISIS. ISIS sleeper cells, now this is the, the one of the current names of this most radicalized Islamic uh, devil cult boys straight from the pit of hell that have been going and beheading Christians and raping uh, and pillaging and, and doing all manner of, of evil. They're the ones that, you know, are beheading the journalists and, and these types of things. Um, so... <clears throat> Also, Isis obviously is one of the main goddesses, um, starting back way back at the, of the Egyptian pantheon. One of the main goddesses they worshipped, and uh, I even can remember when I was a little kid, there was a show on called Isis, and it wasn't a cartoon, but it was on Saturday mornings, and it was like a real show about a woman who would like, like Superman or like a lot of these quote, superheroes, would transform into whatever superhero that they were. And she would literally transform into the goddess Isis and fly around and, and, and you know, and for the cause of, you know, satanic righteousness and do her whatever she did. I don't really remember a ton about it, but they were really blatant with cartoons back when I was growing up, and I didn't have a clue. Most people didn't. And uh, I think they were able to get away with things back then that <clears throat> I think would be more called out now if they were to try it. Uh, not to say they're not getting away with a lot now as well, but I think they're maybe in some points a little more subtle in certain areas. So the, these ISIS sleeper cells are also making their way into the United States. And according to both my sources and Dr. Jim Garrow, uh, ex-CIA operative, an imminent terror attack upon a multitude of shopping malls will be carried out by a contrived terrorist group, meaning that it was one that was started and funded by the United States, which is what we're going to be talking a lot about as well. Now, this isn't just one person saying this. This isn't just Jim Garrow saying this or the guy. This is over and over and over. I'm seeing these same things. I'm seeing these same warnings even from different politicians, and I believe this is the Illuminati, <clears throat> telegraphing this punch. And as I've said, it's a Kabbalistic principle that high-level occultists, Luciferians, um, <clears throat> particularly if they're Kabbalists, the highest form of Jewish witchcraft, they're parts of that. They, It's part of their religion to warn 
their victims prior to their demise. It's, it's part of the whole cosmic, satanic fairness thing, I guess. Not only that, though, <clears throat> by warning us, they take greater pleasure when they've already warned us and <clears throat> supposedly we can't do anything to stop it. So it, <clears throat> it's part of the Luciferian doctrine that they, uh, they follow. So they're saying that there's going to be a multitude of shopping malls that are going to be attacked. And I, I've reported on this recently as well. This isn't the first time I've said this. Uh, if this plot is foiled, an unspecified Plan B attack is waiting in the wings. Follow the chain of custody, which clearly describes how ISIS has gained access to the United States. <clears throat> there's a link there that you can click on that will give you more on that subject. Our southern border is completely wide open. And groups like the Sinaloa drug cartel and MS-13 gangs are coming into the country in great numbers and are bringing ISIS sleeper cells with them. Who better to be yoked up with? You got pure evil yoked up with pure evil. MS-13, these, these Sinaloa drug... I mean, these guys are pure vessels of Satan. Who better to bring ISIS or any other Muslim terrorist group into the country than them? And again, our government's working with all of these gangs, essentially, to help them in this regard. You have Fast and Furious, Furious, where we were supplying them weapons that ended up being used to kill Border Patrol agents and, and do all manner of wickedness. Uh, you've got them, them bringing in the MS-13 and these other gangs with all of these, these uh, just the current wave of, of illegal aliens saying that they're all little toddlers with their babas and binkies coming across the border in mass and in their, you know, being pushed across in, in little cribs across the uh, Rio Grande River, river with their rattles and, and pampers on and, you know, baby food. And, and the reality is, is, is a very, I mean, I think it's like 13 to 70% of them are children and even then they're classifying teenagers as children. So, I mean, it's garbage what they're saying about that alone. And a ton of them are, are gang members. A ton of them are going to become gang members. A ton of them are being recruited to be gang members as soon as they get over here. And they're, they're documenting that in these homeland security um, detention centers that they're putting them in, at least temporarily, before they basically turn them loose. All of this is going on, all by design, all by our government's, you know good graces and wishes that they come in here and establish and, and ultimately do as much evil as humanly possible to destroy America. That's what it's all about. <clears throat> uh, it has been admitted in, uh, it, it has been admitted to in the mainstream media since 2007 that the Mexican drug cartels are openly involved in the Middle Eastern terrorist groups. I mean... <laughs> What real match made in hell there, you know? My DEA source has implicated the Peruvian drug cartel, which is the Sanchez Paredes cartel, as an arms and drug supplier to the Sinaloa drug cartel. This Sanchez Paredes gets their arms directly from Hamas and are also tied to Al-Qaeda and Hezbollah, i.e. the CI created ISIS, because we actually created ISIS. I'm going to go into that further. We actually played parts in, in pretty much all of these to, to one in one way, shape, or form in all of these terrorist 
organizations, Muslim, we, we played huge parts in either arming them or helping to create them or train them. And we're going to be looking at, at that a lot today, that, that fact. Speaking of ISIS, which is a hybrid organization comprised of almost every terrorist group mentioned in this article, uh, they are rampaging across Iraq and into Syria armed with abandoned American military equipment. And there's a link to that if you want to explore that further. Which should have been destroyed when our troops left Iraq. But see, this is all done by design. Oh, we just left it on the on the battlefield. You know, probably billions of dollars worth of stuff. Well, they pick it up and they they uh, then they're they're being trained in how to use it, <laughs> and then they can go, you know, do all all manner of wickedness that they're currently committing. Okay, so continuing further, ISIS has promised a caliphate upon America through several. Twitter things that they've put out. ISIS has also made a public appearance in Ferguson uh, where they were holding up signs, ISIS is here in Ferguson where they had the, the, the whole standoff there in uh, Missouri. ISIS has also invaded the West Bank in Gaza. This is significant because this puts ISIS in direct confrontation with Israel and this would endear ISIS to a, the American-based Muslim organizations such as CARE, C-A-I-R. The bottom line is, with all of these different Muslim organizations, there may be infighting, there may be this, there may be that, but the bottom line is, they're all in the same team, ultimately, and they're all striving toward the same goal, which is total annihilation of the infidels, total annihilation of the Israelis. And an infidel is a non-believer in Islam. That's what it's defined as. The Quran tells them over and over and over to strike off the heads of the infidel, to behead them, to slay them, to flay them, to kill them. Okay, So all they're doing is being fundamental to their devil death cult faith. They're being fundamentalists. And this is what people are slowly, even in the mainstream media, they're slowly starting to, I mean, at least conservative talk radio, kind of getting their eyes open toward that fact that this is this is Islam in its purest form. All these other people are pretenders. They're just the moderate ones and the one they're they're just pretenders. They will be killed if they don't when when these when these groups get to a certain level, they'll kill people like that. They have no use for them. Or like I think will happen in mass, they're going to say, Ah yes, we were we were your Trojan horse all these years. We were we were your cover. We were the ones that that gave this peaceful-looking um, veneer and facade so that you could go forth and do your the dirty work for Allah. And we did our jobs well. Now we're going to really show our true true colors as well because we wanted this all along. Okay, so we're, again, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself because I'm going to be talking about this stuff at length today. Uh, let's go further. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. ISIS has engaged in the psyops of beheading James Foley and then that other reporter as well, and the murder of untold number of Christians in Iraq and Syria. The ISIS psyops is stirring the American public into war fever and will provide the impetus for Obama to get what he so desperately needs in order to satisfy his global handlers, his globalist handlers, which is a way into Syria. Remember they tr- we tried to get in there before? And there was too much public backlash... Obama had literally created this rebel, or America, in part, had created this Islamic rebel faction that was trying to oust the, the actual 
um, leader, and they made up all that garbage about chemical weapons that were being used, when in fact they were the ones using them. It was all a bunch of lies. Well, that was their first foray into trying to get Syria, Obama's. Didn't work. Now, this is, we're coming about at round two now, and this is the way that he's going to try to get back into Syria. Under the, under the, all of these, um, I guess all of the outcries going out about ISIS and the, the war crimes they've committed and all the debauchery and, and evil that they've committed, now we have to go in and take Syria now because look at, look at what is, look at what has happened. Even though we, we created the very thing that caused it all, or at least America, to a large extent did. Now I'm not blaming, obviously, my listeners, the average American person. I'm saying the government did that. And, again, be giving you tons of information regarding that, this teaching. So, going further, no doubt that Russia will respond militarily if this happens, like they did, well, they were very, very stern, don't mess with Syria, which is a Russian ally. So, Russia will respond militarily, and the hostilities leading up to World War III will commence. <clears throat> you got the stuff going on in the, in the Ukraine, that we're... Russia and America totally at odds that. Now, you have us going back into Syria again, potentially, which would be another gigantic reason for a World War III scenario to start at that point. And again, World War III, most likely what I believe is going to come on the heels of World War III is the Antichrist of the False Prophet coming to the forefront saying, hey, listen, we, we have all the answers here. They're going to come with all signs and lying wonders and miracles. They're going to say, we have all the answers. Just sign this, this treaty, all you countries, and we can all play nice together and be on the same page. And, and there's going to be a lot of religious implications. A lot of the whole, oh wow, the awaited Mahdi, the, the 13th Mahdi or whatever is here. That the Muslims are waiting for. And all of these supposed coming saviors of these respective religions are going to potentially appear on the scene at the same time. And they're all going to point to the false prophet and the Antichrist as the way, essentially, to boldly go into the New World Order. To go from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. They're all going to be pointing in that direction. I think it's going to happen on the heels of World War III, and we could be right on the cusp of that. I have never seen a better scenario for that to happen than all of the things that are going on right now. <clears throat> so, I've done many studies on that as well that you can access on the search bar at uh, continuefortruth.com. So, the ISIS PSYOPs is everywhere, and the CIA needs them everywhere the CIA needs them to be. From the Gaza Strip to our southern border and soon in 1,000 shopping malls across America. Many jihadists have altered their modus operandi and have subsequently adopted a type of stealth and cultural jihad as evidenced by excerpts of the following Muslim Brotherhood 2007 strategic memo which states that, quote, the Muslim Brotherhood must understand that all their work in America is a kind of grand jihad in eliminating and destroying Western, excuse me, Western civilization from within and sabotaging their miserable house. 
ISIS is the fulfillment of this goal. In other words, ISIS, they're saying, will be the fulfillment of this goal because of what they're going to supposedly carry out. On one hand, we find prominent Islamic organizations such as the Council on American-Islamic Relations, CARE, condemning ISIS's present actions in the Middle East. However, it appears that these groups are talking out of both sides of their mouth, which is what they always do. Because they're of the father of the devil, and he was a liar from the beginning, and this is all they can really do, is just lie. Um, Omar Ahmad, the co-founder of CARE, made his anti-Christian bias crystal clear on July 4th, 1998, in a San Ramon Valley Herald article, in which Ahmad stated, quote, Islam isn't in America to be equal with any other faith, but to become dominant. The Quran should be the highest authority in America. That's their goal. Total, absolute, I mean, everywhere they go, isn't that what they do? <laughs> I mean, look at where, wherever they go. They always bear such good fruit. That's the thing about Islam. You know, over and over and over again, you can set your watch by it. Every time, it's always wonderful, putrid, disgusting, rotting, vile fruit that this the wonderful tree of Islam bears, you know. Really is, you know. I, I just want to give credit where credit's due. That's all I'm trying to do, you know. Just trying to trying to be fair and unbiased. <clears throat> anyway, this philosophy, commonly dubbed Sharia law, is systematically imp- imp- implemented right under our American noses and in a multitude of local venues. Well, they've and by saying that, what they mean is there's there's already places in America that are called no-go zones where the police don't even go in, where Islam has essentially claimed that land for Allah, and they will not even respect the cops that would really go in there. The cops don't even try. The cops are told, don't go in. Don't even mess with them. These are they're like their own little Islamic caliphate countries within America. And the more land they take, and the more powerful they get, and the more Islamic sleeper cells that they have in here, the more you're going to see that. They want it all, though. Okay? All they're trying to do is get a foothold. You give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. Okay? And, you know, the satanic camel is trying to get his nose in the tent, and once he gets its nose in the tent, the next thing you know, the whole camel's in the tent with you. That's what's going on here. Now, I've been screaming about this for a long, long time. And I'm not saying it's because I I do believe the Lord showed me this, but this is so blatantly obvious, what is going on. And now it seems like some of these other, even conservative, Sean Hannity's really been on this bandwagon a lot lately. Of course, he doesn't even get it fully, you know. Because he still thinks, I was listening to a thing the other day, and he still thinks that, well, there's still some some really good, good people, moderate Muslims. And a guy was on his show the other day and just laid it out perfectly and said, Sean, dude, I mean, he didn't say dude, but basically that you have to understand these people that are, you say are good Muslims and this and that, they're infidels. They're apostates. 
according to Islam. They're not following the Quran. They're not doing what the Quran says to do. The, the nut job satanic vessels of Satan that are out there doing all this garbage, beheading, raping, pillaging, killing, in mass, all for the name of Allah, that's the one that Allah gives the nod to. That's the one that Muhammad would be happy with. The more radical they are, the more they are closely adhering to the Islamic devil death cult religion. They're just wannabes. And again, I'm not going to give them that much credit. I think a lot of them know exactly what they're doing. I think they're, a, a ton of them are just Trojan horses. They're, they're cover. They're a front. They're a facade. So that the Trojan horse of the real deal Islam can come in. Oh, I had a lot of Islamic friends. They were very peace-loving and all of this garbage. They're all on the same team. Every one of them, either they're gonna, either they're going to start showing their true colors, or they're gonna have to get with the program real quick because um, radical Islam has no use for them if that's the way they really are. And if that was the case, why aren't we seeing all of these wonderful, peace-loving modern Muslims march in mass on Washington D.C.? about how grieved they are about all of the thousands of people and thousands of Christians, millions, I'm sure, if you total the tallies, all the rapings, the beheadings, the stonings, the, the just the sick garbage that they do every day in and out. Why aren't they want marching on Washington and Mass to say, this isn't what we represent, we're against this. I don't so much as hear a peep out of them. Or if they do, it's like, care, oh, we condemn this, but then they're talking out of two sides of their mouth. Because you know what? Actions speak louder than words. You can have somebody tell you all day long that they're peace-loving, but you look at their actions and it's like, you know what? They're not so peace-loving. By them, by virtue of them keeping their mouths shut, that's all I need to know. That that they don't feel that way. If they really, really meant that as a moderate Muslim, they would be much more vocal. I see no, I see none of that, or very, very little at all. And it's lip service, it's all it is. They know what the Quran says, they know what the other unholy writings say, they know what's coming, and they like it. They want it. They want world domination. They made a good point, and I'm going to say this later, if you were a Christian, wouldn't you want the whole world to be Christian? Well, if you're a Muslim and you truly believe in that devil death cult, wouldn't you want the whole world to experience the peace and the wonderfulness that is Allah? Sure you would. So, I don't buy that garbage for a second. And again, actions speak louder than words. If they were really true to that, they'd be marching along, you'd you'd hear them calling in everywhere, you'd hear them, you'd see it plastered across the paper. You would see that. I don't see it. I don't see it. I see lip service. And then the fact that our government is helping to create these, the most radicalized versions of these things and doing nothing to really stop it, actually doing the opposite. 
then it's like, wow, they really are all on the same team. Oh. So this is where we're at here. I mean, I I put out that thing also this week, uh, uh, that thing in the UK, the last newsletter I put out, where, you know, one girl got, like, raped 90-plus times in the UK one weekend from these Muslim devil maggots from the pit of hell. Sorry, I don't know what else to call them. They're, 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 they're They're so stinking evil. And they're doing this to thousands of white girls over there in the UK. They're kidnapping them. They're raping them in mass. These Muslim, disgusting, pig, perverted men in mass. I guess it's their jihadic duty to do such a thing. Allah must be so happy. Well, he is. They're worshipping a stinking fallen angel. If not Satan himself in disguise. I gotta believe it's it's the religion most nearest and dearest to Satan's heart because I see no no religion doing more overt evil on planet Earth than this one. They're right at the spear tip of evil. But but that's Islam, you know. Raping farm animals. I've seen video after video of that. Not actually, you know, I don't wanna like whatever see it, but I mean I'm talking that that happens all the time. Yeah. I'm not lying. That's what they do. They're so perverted in that way. It's so warped. I mean, hey, if you follow a guy that married a girl when she was six years old, Aisha, and that's in the Quran, and that was his favorite wife, and supposedly consummated the marriage at nine, that's your that's your stinking role model? You betcha. He's our role model. We follow Allah to the death. Allah to the death. Well, hell's going to burn real white hot for you guys. That's all I can really say. If you don't have enough brains in your head to figure out that's evil, well, then there's really not a whole lot of hope for you. Anybody that could do this garbage over and over and over again and have no conscience about it and actually think they're doing righteousness, they're so far gone, their conscience is so far seared with a hot iron, I, I, I mean, it's, it's off the scale. So... I'm just here to try to point out the obvious and not to sugarcoat anything about this whatsoever. Because there's still sugarcoating going on of this. How bad it is. And it's only getting worse. The more it's sugarcoated, the more they get their foothold into this world and do what they do, these radical Islamic Muslims in particular, and the worse it gets. Investor Business Daily reports on a very disturbing effort by a group that is attempting to sell itself as a Muslim coalition. The Muslim Brotherhood is working actively towards developing a third political party, quote, turning Muslims into an Islamic voting bloc. This is why they're encouraged to breed so much, because they want to have as many, well, you know, hey, when when you you have all the martyrs that they've got, um, dying the way they die, they gotta they gotta replenish, you know, you know, and and so the greater numbers they they can get their their numbers up in, the more power they've got, the the quicker they'll take over a given landmass. It's it's all about that for them. So this would be a move in the direction of implementing Sharia law as the law of the land of the United States, meaning having a Muslim Islamic 
voting bloc in America. Among the groups involved in this attempted takeover of the American political system that Obama is doing everything he can do to grease that skid, he's appointed all these Muslim uh, devils in high-level political... And I've, I've went over, we've actually named names in previous studies on more than one occasion, all these these devil Muslims he's already got in high political office in Washington, D.C. Why? Because he is one of them. He was raised a Muslim. He admitted that. Okay? So, you don't just not become a Muslim. I mean, you, you, you just don't leave Islam. So he's doing all of this by design. This group has been directly linked to the terrorist group Hamas. These groups based in Washington through this CARE group. Um, not, not in the way of verbal support, but financial support as well. Notice how the same groups keep surfacing. Hamas, Hezbollah, ISIS, they all keep surfacing. The Investor Business Daily uh, I, uh, report identified another group the Muslim American Society as an overt arm of the Muslim Brotherhood in the United States. According to the article, this group praised Osama bin Laden as a visionary who believed in Islamic State in Afghanistan. Uh, end of quote. That's right, the man who claimed to be responsible for the death of so many Americans at the hands of Muslim terrorists, described as a visionary by a group that wants to take over our American political system. PBS Frontline aired a report on how American handlers in Turkey are presently working with Qatar. Everybody else calls it Qatar, but not according to the uh, uh, way that I believe it's supposed to be said. Anyway, American handlers in, in Turkey are presently working with Qatar to train ISIS. Now, I just reported recently... And I played that audio clip of that general speaking how they were giving all of these billions to Qatar, where, which is where we have our biggest military base in the Middle East. Qatar, or Qatar, whatever you want to call it, is it, they openly admit that they fund these, these radicalized terrorist groups. They are giving them millions and millions and millions of dollars, if not billions. Okay? We're working with Qatar in order also to, I believe a lot of the money that we're giving them is going directly to arming, training, you, who knows what else, these radicalized terrorist groups. So, I mean, this is just total insanity. And these American handlers in Turkey are presently working with Qatar to train ISIS referred to as the rebels in the program. This was PBS Frontline aired this report. PBS, who is really Big Brother Central, public broadcasting system, okay? I mean, whenever you watch it, if you ever watch it, it's like, we're funded by the Carnegie Endowment and the J.P. Mellon or whatever. I mean, these are like high-level Illuminati, 13 families of the Illuminati people just about. And I mean, they're even admitting this. Again, telegraphing their punches. Subsequently, the U.S. and NATO, Turkey, and the Gulf of Emirates not only support the ISIS rampage across Iraq and Syria, but these rogue groups are also providing funding, training, and arms to ISIS. Again, this is clearly a CIA operation. But why? Because they want to install 
like they've been doing, and like I've reported on over and over again, they want to install their own more radicalized puppet dictators in each of these Middle Eastern countries. So that when World War III is declared, all of these these countries in the Middle East will be on the same page and they can come against Israel in a better, more unified way. That's why. A lot of these countries that, well, no, every single one of them that we have helped topple in the Middle East, going back I don't know how many years now, had dictators in them, and they were Islamic dictators, true, but they were not nearly as radicalized as what are in there now on any of these countries that we've helped topple, the the U.S. government and then these other countries. It's all by design to bring about World War III. And it's also about control. And it's also about maximum carnage and death and destruction. So, that's why. There can be no doubt that a hybrid force drawn from several terrorist groups uh, have crossed our southern border in fulfillment of something akin to the Dr. Garrow warning, uh, meaning the the, uh, thousand malls being struck across America on the same day. It is also proven beyond a shadow of the doubt that ISIS terror cells are here, and there's a link to that report if you want to see that, and their presence represents a larger plot involving groups like CARE who have a long-range goal of destroying America. This is a big reason why the southern border is open. It's not just about letting the illegal aliens through. It's about letting the Muslim terrorists through. In particular, ISIS. And when you got buddies like the Sinaloa and that Paris Sanchez drug cartels and the MS-13 gangs to help usher you into America, no big deal. I mean, the borders are so wide open, and I'll, I'll play a thing later, that uh, Staff Sergeant Joe Biggs dressed up I saw it the other day. He was on the other side of the Rio Grande River. He was in the weeds. He was dressed up like a Muslim terrorist with an ISIS, black ISIS flag. And he acted like he was hacking off somebody's head in the weeds. Okay? He pulled, he pulled a fake head up and walked across the Rio Grande River with waving a black ISIS flag, dressed like a, a, in all black like a Muslim jihadi. And he walked right across the Rio Grande River and no border patrol agent was even there to do anything. I saw it right on the thing. It's such a joke. The borders are that wide open. Oh, but Obama's doing his level best to stem the tide of all of these illegal aliens. No, they're not. All of it's by design to totally annihilate and destroy this country. The illegal aliens are really in the in the end product. They're they're a big part of of um, bringing masses of people in. But I think what's going to really bring us to the martial law situation is going to be what the Muslims end up doing. Probably working with these Mexican gangs in conjunction, because they're buddies, right? Birds of a feather flock together. Well, they're going to be working together when they have these simultaneous strikes on America, and pretty much America, the law enforcement is probably going to be told to stand down on that day. And again, this is why I say this is to pray against this, that this is foiled, that this is found out to such a level that they can't pull it off. Because too many people are going to know about it. Too many people have had their eyes opened. But that's the plan as far as I can see.
Um, ISIS is also proving to be a utility terrorist group. If one needs a PSYOP to inflame the public and to support a military incursion into Syria, they are serving that purpose. If a terrorist group is needed to provide domestic terror attacks in order to bring about martial law, ISIS serves as this needed, if this is needed as well. That's the main thing I think they're going to be used for. I mean, they're broadcasting these public beheadings of these journalists. Pretty much everybody knows who ISIS is right now in America, and probably worldwide to a certain extent. Well, if they had a thousand malls being hit at once across America on the same day, and they throw up, ISIS did it, everybody's going to be able to correlate, oh, those are the guys that beheaded the journal. Those are the guys that are killing and raping and pillaging the Christians. I'll give up whatever right I got to give up, because just please protect me, Mr. Big Brother government, from the big bad ISIS boogeyman, because they're here, even though we're the ones that trained them and brought them here and let them in and coordinated all of this. Just like 9-11. They blame it on the, the, the you know, all the uh, Muslims with box cutters that supposedly with, with absolute total precision flew these planes into the Twin Towers. Garbage. Can loose change 9-11 on YouTube. Just try to refute that one huge documentary alone. Then you've got like Architects for 9-11 and all of these other people that have come out and said there's no possible way those buildings weren't controlled demolitions. Buildings don't fall like that and jet fuel is not going to cause a building to pancake on itself like that. And everybody could hear the explosions going off one floor at a time as the buildings were falling in free fall. All of this stuff has been done by design to take away our rights and ultimately bring us into martial law. I'm sorry, but it is that bad. It really is. And again, I don't say this so that we throw up our hands, give up hope or whatever, say so we can pray against it, prepare ourselves, body, soul, and spirit. And um, I know that the Lord has intervened on a ton of these other occasions. I, th- I know that the, if the New World Order got its way, they would have had this plan implemented a long, long time ago. So... God's thrown a lot of monkey wrenches into their plans along the way, and there's no reason he can't do it again. But there is going to come a dime in a day when this is allowed to proceed, I believe. Because there's no Bible for saying that everything's going to get better and better and better, and we're going to go into some utopia. And evidently the Antichrist, the false prophet, the revelation of Daniel aren't going to happen. Okay? I just don't see any Bible for that. Um, I wish that wasn't so, but I'm, I'm a realist, and I try to, you know look at the Bible and see what it says, and it's pretty obvious. So, um, so if a terrorist group is needed to provide domestic terror attacks in order to bring about martial law, ISIS serves that purpose. Probably better than any other currently. Predictions are a fool's errand. However, it appears we do not have long to wait. The bottom line is that this is the way for the globalists to start World War III and strike down the U.S. at the same time. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little more Proof on one of the subjects now, and this is entitled, Do You Realize That the U.S. Funded and Trained ISIS? Just so we are clear here, now that ISIS, or the Islamic State in Iraq and Syria, is becoming a threat, so powerful, Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel told reporters at the Pentagon that the terrorist group now is, quote, beyond anything we've seen. 
It's time to remind everyone of a few little factoids regarding how exactly that came to be. Hegel's exact quote was, quote, They are beyond just a terrorist group. They marry ideology, a sophistication of military prowess. They are tremendously well-funded. This is beyond anything we've seen, end of quote. So the report says, well-trained in military prowess, tremendously well-funded, super-sophisticated terrorist. Hmm, and how do you think they got that way so fast? I mean, these guys weren't even on the radar up until recently. Uh, how do you think they got that way so fast? Super magic, terrorist training money, tree fairy dust? Apparently, the mainstream media establishment would more likely attempt to have people believe that such a thing exists, meaning the uh, fairy, t- fairy uh, money fairy dust, rather than expose the blatantly, blatant reality that, yes, the U.S. has trained and fund ISIS, and without the U.S. government, ISIS would not be the threat has become. I don't think they would exist at all. It came back out in 2012 that the U.S., Turkey, and Jordan were jointly running a U.S. CIA and Special Forces command training base for Syrian rebels. Remember I said Syria? It's where it all started. We were the ones funding these Syrian rebels. They were the ones that were really committing the atrocities. But the lamestream media tried to say, no, no, it was the Syrian government that was in there that we wanted to topple. Just so happened we wanted to topple them. So we had to demonize them. Not to say they're perfect, but this is why that was all being done. World, da- World Net Daily said Syrian rebels, this was back in 2012, Syrian rebels who would later join the Islamic State of Iraq and Levant, or also known as ISIS, were trained in 2012 by U.S. instructors working at a secret base in Jordan. According to informed Jordanian officials. The officials said dozens of future ISIS members were trained at that time by the U.S. as part of a covert aid to the insurgents targeting the regime of Syrian President Bashir al-Assad in Syria. So future ISIS members were, were specially trained by the U.S. government. This is where ISIS started. And we... Our government had everything to do with that. This was at least superficially so they could wage war against Bashar al-Assad regime in Syria, and again, they weren't called ISIS at the time. They were referred to as the Syrian rebels. They became ISIS a little bit later. But the government won't even admit that they've what they've done here. Instead, they're just bombing Iraq and hoping for the best. Well... They know what they're doing. Meanwhile, our government is still funding the Syrian rebels today in the form of ISIS. Back at the end of June, Obama was requesting another $5 million in aid for the Syrian rebels that are still fighting, evidently, even though they're called ISIS now. Even though the fact that uh, many are now calling themselves ISIS, this was so blatantly obvious even back then that it could no longer be disputed. $5 million buys you a lot of Food, bullets, guns, bu- you know. <laughs> you can wreak a lot of havoc with $5 million. As Hegel said, ISIS are not just well-funded, but tremendously well-funded. I wonder who's funding them, primarily. Oh, not us. Oh, yeah. Well, Obama's one of them. He loves this stuff. He loves death and evil and carnage. He's, he's, he's a Muslim. Why wouldn't he? Now you know where ISIS gets a hefty chunk of its tremendous funding. Now there's other obvious 
overt Muslim countries that are funding them, Qatar or Qatar, and, and any other radicalized Islamic regime. And thanks to us, there's a whole lot more of them now installed in the Middle East. So they're getting funding probably from so many sources. Money's probably not even remotely an issue with all the oil profits and you know stuff they earn. This really isn't that hard to figure out, just hard to comprehend, mostly because it's completely insane. Yeah. Even worse, former State Department official Andrew Doran let the cat out of the bag back in June that some of these ISIS members are actually combat veterans from Western nations, including the U.S., who have passports and could return home at any time. Basically asserting that ISIS could easily attack America at any time. What better cover than to have an American who has an American passport who doesn't even look like some Middle East Muslim guy who comes back and then helps to coordinate these attacks that they're that they're planning. Of course, it isn't like anyone would need a passport. What with the poorest U.S.-Mexican border basically sitting there wide open, and plus they've already got tons of people already here that they've brought over in the years from the border being open. A documentary maker recently were recently even dressed up in an Osama Bin Laden mask and crossed the southern border just to make the point. That's not even the Staff Sergeant Joe Biggs video I told you about. That was the one before that. Now we not only have Hegel telling America that ISIS is beyond anything the Pentagon has ever seen, but in the same week the former deputy director of the CIA is telling CBS this morning that he fears ISIS is going to start carrying out a 9-11 style attacks on American soil. So this is the deputy director of the CIA is telling the CBS this morning that this is going to happen. A 9-11 type style attack on the American soil. And he said also, quote, if an ISIS member showed up at a mall, oh, isn't that what Jim Garrow said? Hmm. Showed up in a mall in the United States tomorrow with an AK-47 and killed a number of Americans, I would not be surprised, end of quote. Wow. I wonder if that's Satan telegraphing his punch there again. Huh. If anyone is terrorizing America directly right now, it's the American government that would first fund and train terrorists who are raping people and setting them on fire, crucifying Christians and beheading little children, and then conspiring with the media to scare the American people that the government's own terrorist creation is going to attack right here, 9-11 style, right before another 9-11 anniversary, which is four days from now, depending on when I get this up. What... If I was you, I would not go into an American mall on 9-11. I'm just saying. The prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. The simple pass on and are punished. I would try to be close to home on 9-11. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying that that would be ideal for them to try to pull off this and then for the whole world or the whole, the lamestream media to say, see, they did it again on 9-11. It's a near and dear date to them. They attacked all these malls. we got to go under martial law. I'm just saying. Creating one's own enemies and then declaring 
war on them while putting the rest of the world in grave danger. Thank you, Satan. Because that's exactly what they've done. Okay, so let's go further here. Um, I'm going to just keep building on what I've said today. So that hopefully by the end you can see that this is airtight. What I'm telling you. I'm not making an airtight prediction. But I'm giving you hopefully in totality airtight information regarding this subject. This is a really big deal. And um, I'm going to try to get this up tonight. So that there's some time where we can pray about this. Because I just doubt a lot of Christians are praying about this. You know? I, I seriously doubt it. Across America... You know you're not getting... I mean, I'm sure Smiley Joel Osteen is, is right in the pulpit, fire and brimstone, fire coming out of his nostrils and, and laser beams out of his eyes toward his, his uh, you know, mammoth uh, congregation of hardcore Christians ready to die on a moment's notice for, for God. Oh, sorry. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that that's what they're getting today and um, uh, a, a huge warning about ISIS or whatever. He's probably up there you know, uh, stealing the virtues of Islam and, and with Rick Warren and um, telling his members that we need to actually take them into our homes and let them set up terrorist cells in our homes so that we can maybe, you know, help them plot America's demise because that's what a real Christian would do. And um, that, um, you know... Something along those lines. I don't know. It may be wild speculation on my part, but I thought I'd throw that out there. So, next report is Obama carved out possible corridor for ISIS in New Mexico. So, Obama's doing his level best to try to do anything he can to make this whole thing that I've went over a reality. And, And when he gets to hell, he's going to realize that he was serving... A false God. He's going to realize that all of this effort toward evil, now he's going to have to pay for it. I understand he's doing what his handlers are telling him to do, and, and they're going to have to pay maybe even a greater price. I, I don't know um, from a hell-slash-lake-of-fire standpoint how justice is meted out. I, 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 I don't know exactly how that's done. But they're going to realize that... Um, all of the misery and evil and agony that they have caused. They're going to have to pay a price for this. So this starts out by saying, earlier this year, Obama designated the Desert Peaks National Monuments. Now, remember, this is right on cue. Just so happened earlier this year. Okay, right before this gigantic influx of illegal aliens have come in, this, this, the current one, the biggest one ever on record, just so happens, earlier this year, Obama designated the, des- the Desert Peaks National Park Monument surrounding Las Cruces, New Mexico, as a federal designated monument. Obama set aside the land with an executive order under the Antiquities Act, which is a law passed by Congress and signed by Theodore Roosevelt on June 8, 1906. The president actually unilaterally did this without the input of Congress. So he's a dictator at this point, just basically doing whatever he wants to. Remember he said, I got a pen, you know, and I'm not afraid to use it, essentially. 
I'll just do this stuff unilaterally through executive orders. I don't care about the Congress, the Senate, anything, whatever. Um, so he, the president acted unilaterally in this without the input of Congress. Uh, Carol Cooper, a rancher who owns about a third of, of the land that was set aside, that was what he told Newsmax in May. The area, nearly half a million acres, comprising a wide swath of the Dona Ana County, bordering the Mexican state of Chihuahua, which I have a fleet of Chihuahuas in my backyard, actually, I didn't tell anybody that, but I raised them, I breed them, I'm I'm a Chihuahua man, I'm a Chihuahua kind of guy, all my shirts have Chihuahuas on them, um... Anyway, I just made that last part up, totally, anyway. But um, I, I just like the name, Chihuahua. Uh, anyway, so, he, the, the, this area, nearly half a million acres, comprising a wide swath of the Dona Ana County, bordering the Mexican state of Chihuahua, is now off limits to all but foot traffic, and drug cartels, and possibly ISIS. The police in Dona Ana County warned the creation of a national monument along the border where police traffic is prohibited provides Mexican drug cartels with what amounts to another corridor to move drugs, weapons, and illegal immigrants and Islamic terrorists into the United States with impunity, essentially. The New York uh, Mexican State Police, Dona Ana Sheriff's Department, and Las Cruces Police Department have been well aware of the cartel activity in there for years. Now they've made it, you know, I don't know, 10 times, 50 times easier. Uh, Metro Narcotics Sergeant Bobby Holden told the El Paso Times in September 2010, four years ago, that they're here and they've been here for a long time. You know, these drug cartels, which also specialize in this coyote work, the coyotes are the ones in the drug cartels typically that bring the illegal aliens in, or in this case, the uh, Islamic terrorists in. So in 2010, Arizona Sheriff Paul Babu, now, again, you have this whole reconquistador, reconquering of America movement, La Raza, or the race where these demon-possessed vessels of Satan drug cartel and a lot of the people, um, I don't mean all of the people in Mexico, but a lot of them believe that the gringo here is uh, the white person, essentially. They need to all go. They need to all die. And that we took their land and that um, uh, we all need to die. So, see, their goals are very much like ISIS's goals. In that regard, ultimately, ISIS would use them to help them annihilate America. But I think ultimately they would turn on the um, the Mexican and, the, and the, the the Latinos that would support them and say, "Okay, you worked with us, but now you either convert to Islam or die." I'm, I'm saying if they had their way, if they were able to get away with everything they wanted to get away with, they would find that um, they weren't their buddies after all; they were just being used. So, anyway, let's go further. Uh, In 2010, Arizona Sheriff Paul Babu told an indifferent corporate media how his deputies were, 
quote, outmanned and outgunned by the cartel smugglers who increasingly operate using military tactics and weapons. Pinal County contains an estimated 75 to 100 drug cartel cells and listening posts and observation posts used to facilitate the illegal transportation of people and narcotics into the United States. This is a very, uh, on some levels, a very sophisticated system in order to bring the, the drugs, the people, the terrorists into this country. Okay, they, 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 they have millions and millions of dollars at their disposal in order to carry this kind of, these kind of operations out. And then when you got Obama making sure the border is open on a maximal level, you know, telling the border officers to stand down. I mean, I mean, totally underfunding them, totally undergunning them, totally, you know, tying their hands, totally letting, you know, huge swaths where there's no border fence whatsoever, then designating areas of this, you know, open. He's doing everything he can do to facilitate people just coming here, um, unencumbered in any way, shape, or form. Obama's doing all of that. So going further here, last week Judicial Watch, Watch, a non-profit advocacy group, said the government sources reported the terrorist group ISIS is active in Sadad Juarez, a Mexican city across the border from El Paso, Texas. So they're saying, they're openly finding out now, hey, ISIS is already here. And they're already active in Mexico, and you know they're active in America as well. El Paso is located near the border of New Mexico and the adjoining Donna Anna country. The country is a host to the White Sands Missile, the county, I'm sorry, is a host to the White Sands Missile Range, the largest military complex in the United States, and obviously a prime target for terrorists. White Sands is an important component of the aerospace industry and the military-industrial complex. I don't know regarding, because our government helped create them, I don't know if they're going to let them target our military bases. There may be some false flags, but I don't know about that. I think that they're going to be mostly civilian targets, so that the civilian outrage is at maximal level, where the civilian population of America would be begging for martial law. You know, I do think there'll be some false flag attacks on maybe some military installations, but I don't think it'll be near extent to where if you had something like a thousand walls being targeted simultaneously. Which you know, with 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 the way Big Brother has his technology set up now with all of the spy grids and the monitoring of every, you know... Uh, means of communication possible, you know they would know about it. And the thing is, is since we helped create them, you know that we're gonna, our government's gonna help be a part of that whole whole thing. So, um, for them to pull off something like that, a thousand malls, and when it, for for us to say we didn't know about it, the government, what a what a farce, you know. So let's go further. It is a short distance from Fort Bliss, headquartered in El Paso, in Holloman Air Force Base near. Alamogordo, New Mexico. Holloman is home to the 49th Wing and supports national security objectives and like White Sands would be a prize target for ISIS. We'll see. I don't know. Um, obviously, I hope none of this happens and that's why I'm trying to report on it, but the reality is, is, is this is what we're looking at here. Here's another report. 
Uh, InfoWars reporter traveled to El Paso to investigate reports that the illegal alien um, children are being flown into the country. Now, they're actually flying them in. They're actually doing everything they can to bring um, them into the country. And again, I, I've said this before, I think it's a, it's a, uh, a lot of them are going to turn up missing and never seen from again, and there's going to be no paper trail whatsoever at all. A lot of these children are being used as sex slaves, um, uh, child sacrifice, you name it, because the Illuminati is behind this. So, while checking the status of the, our border, the reporters were, were shocked to see a... Now, they were monitoring the border, and they were shocked to see a Border Patrol vehicle leave a border gate open and drive off. Wow, now that's really manning the border like they need to be. It's like, okay, everybody, here it is. Here you go. Here's the border gate. We're going to leave it wide open. Even the Border Patrol is doing it. Joe Biggs and Rob Dew monitored the gate for over an hour. The agents did not return, and the gate remained opened. Now, I'm going to play that video next. Of course, I know you can't see it, but you can click on it, and and I'm just going to give you the audio portion. It's not very long. Although no Mexican citizens were seen using the gate to enter the U.S., it is another signpost that our borders are being left wide open to allow a massive wave of illegal aliens to enter our country and become a voting block that will vote for more government benefits, because you're not going to bite the hand of Fiji, and less rights, which includes a total attack on our Second Amendment. And that's what a lot of this boils down to, is declaring martial law and having enough of a voting block, enough of these... Um, people in the country that will vote to take away our Second Amendment rights, where it's just going to be, they, they want to make sure that the people that are pro-Constitution, pro-Second Amendment, uh, pro-Bible, um, you know, returning veterans, they want to make sure that they're ever increasingly becoming a smaller and smaller percentage of this country. And, and this is how they're doing that. If the Obama administration is genuinely concerned with an ISIS threat, wouldn't it make sense for them to beef up security at the nation's most regularly penetrated entryway? No, we're going to open it wide up. That's, what, that's exactly what they're doing. So I'm going to go ahead and play a few videos here. They're just short ones. here in El Paso, Texas, at the border. As you can see behind me, we have the uh, Rio Grande River, which is just right down here. Uh, That is in Juarez, Mexico. They're showing multiple camera shots of the border. The Border Patrol agents have left the gate from Mexico into America completely open. And you could see, I mean, it's a perfect shot. There's literally cars whizzing by on this major interstate, and the gate is wide open. As we've documented before, the Border Patrol has been paying to ship these kids in, bust them in, fly them into our country, and now the gates are left completely wide open. This is not a humanitarian crisis. In fact, this is a well-orchestrated event by the Obama administration to uh, drain our economy. This is a threat not only to our way of life, 
but to our national security. And it, they're just showing the, 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 they keep filming the gate, and now it's actually, like, I don't know how much later, gate's still open. It's much darker, so you know a lot of time went by. wide open and I mean the high def camera there's no doubt that this, this thing is wide open there's a barn door here we are the resistance so that was that little uh, clip there now let's play the next one Joe Biggs with Infowars.com in Hereford, Arizona, right along the borderline fence through Glenn Spencer's backyard. This is the gentleman we spoke to the other day on the Alex Jones Show. As you can see, it's a pretty big fence, about 100 yards up there. Then it comes into this little fence right here. And what I'm going to show you is how easy it is if you're a legal alien trying to come across a border or a drug smuggler to come into America. This right here is mind-blowing. Check this out. Come right over through this. You come over here. He's going through Ladies the, and gentlemen, the I am border in fence. Mexico right now. This is it. That's how easy it was. There's nothing here. To keep me from coming across. I mean, the only thing you couldn't do there where he was at is drive across. That's that's it. I mean, you couldn't drive, but you could you could easily walk. He just did it, and he's got all kind of health issues and in stuff, you know, because of uh, his time in the military that he can't get any treatment for with the VA, and he's went over that before. I feel terrible for the poor guy, and he just walked right through it into the country and flooding our streets with drugs and illegal aliens. This is what's going on right now. The Border Patrol is not doing anything. They're saying it's going to take another five years to even get some of this stuff fixed. And they've been saying that for a decade. This is crazy. This is stuff that the people in America need to look at. And this is something that we need to get fixed because we have to stop this illegal flood of aliens coming to our country right now. All right, now you can see this. The, the, the process to come back in to the U.S. is so easy. And this is what happens. They come through this fence. They bring their drugs. There's no border patrol anywhere around out in this area. And what happens is this is a wildlife refuge through here. For about 20 miles, there is no way the border patrol can even access this land unless they have absolute positive identity of a suspect coming across. So that means 99% of the time they have no idea these people are coming through. And what happens is these guys can just essentially walk all the way out here and they're home free. Once they get past this area, this wildlife refuge through here, there's nothing that stops them from getting into our country. The Obama voters are now free to enter our country. And we are importing this poverty. But it's not just happening here in the border. This is happening everywhere. It's happening in Minnesota. It's been all over our country right now. But We're going to talk about Minnesota uh, a little bit later. This is where it starts. And this is where we need to stop it. Stay tuned because for the next 36 hours, we will continue putting up reports, informing you on the situation down here at the border. I'm Joe Biggs on the front lines of battle for immigration with Infowars.com. So here, with all of the things that that the are being predicted here, with this gigantic ISIS attack and things, it's like Obama has made sure he's went out of his way to make sure there's absolutely no, uh, nothing 
at the border, essentially. I mean, to hinder the Islamic terrorists from getting through. There's just basically nothing at this point. Uh, here's another one. Uh, this video is entitled, America, ISIS could attack the U.S. homeland by entering unsecured borders. And again, Joe Biggs was the guy that dressed up like a jihadi, like an ISIS member with the ISIS black flag and carried a, a fake severed head across the Rio Grande River. <laughs> you know, I mean, right there. I mean, it, it's, you can do whatever you want, basically. And now more on today's biggest story, the threat of ISIS attacking on our homeland. Is this a real possibility? And also, what would their targets be? Joining us now to weigh in on this important topic is a former counterterrorism advisor for Homeland Security, Joshua Katz. Joshua, thanks for being with us. Let me start with this. ISIS promised to kill James Foley. That happened. Then they promised to kill Stephen Sotloff, and that happened. Now they're promising to come attack America on U.S. soil. Should we be concerned, and what are the details? This, uh, the problem with, with ISIS is we need to be very concerned. It's not like uh, the threat we have seen from al-Qaeda, from other groups. Uh, ISIS will uh, follow through on its threat, and ISIS will. They are planning currently to come here to America. It's only a matter of time. But what I think we all need to really understand is that this is all preventable. The President of the United States can prevent the next attack on American soil. Um, Joshua, uh, I spoke with a counterterrorism expert yesterday, and he was very concerned that we have not heard specifically from the president about the threat of the uh, ISIS here at home. What can you tell us about the possible targets, without giving them any ideas, that would be hit here in the United States? And what can we do to prevent it from happening? Well, I, I think that's a, there's a couple good, really good questions in there. Uh, first, they are going to be looking at the major city centers. We have seen lots of, uh, lots of open source information, videos, targeting videos, uh, some of the more recent vi uh, videos targeting the Chicago area. Um, but these groups, ISIS in particular, they're really savvy. They are watching everything we do, and in fact, a bunch of their more radical members are American or European, which gives them an insight into America, into what makes us tick, where to hurt us the hardest. And they're going to use that. That's something we never saw Al-Qaeda have uh, in their toolbox. Um, and what we can do about this is the president can stop using big words, can stop traveling all over the world, he can develop a strategy first. Uh, and I think to back up, he really needs to identify what the threat is because I don't think we understand his view uh, like uh, Prime Minister Blair gave to the British people. So we need to identify the threat and then he need, needs to lead and develop a strategy. Without that, any air attacks in, in Iraq are going to be short-term solutions. They're not going to help in the long run. All right, Joshua Katz joining us. We appreciate your insight. Thank you very much. Okay, so that was the um, report there. So we've seen a few videos uh, right in a row there, heard a few videos that kind of confirm this. Now I'm going to go ahead and end part one here, and we will go to part two. God bless you. Scott Johnson's 800-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-4-F-O-R. 
truth, T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, box number 321, Hickory, North Carolina, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.